0: I'm Jessica Kidwell, and you're listening to Deserts to Mountaintops, Behind the Chapter, a companion podcast to the Deserts to Mountaintops anthology series published by Soul Speak Press. This is the first in a series of planned anthologies focused on highlighting women's stories, struggles and triumphs, big and small. This anthology, Deserts to Mountaintops, Reclaiming Our Voice, features 22 chapters, each written by a woman whose story deserves to be heard. And this podcast aims to take you, the listener, behind each chapter and lift the author off the page and maybe straight into your heart. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Deserts to Mountaintops podcast series. I'm your host, Jessica Kidwell, and I am so honored to have the opportunity to introduce you to the authors behind the chapters within the Desert to Mountaintops anthology series. To begin to understand the heart and purpose of these anthologies, we need to start with the creator of the series, Jessica Buchanan. Jessica is a girl from Ohio who wanted to change the world through teaching, and it was while she was working as an education advisor for a non-governmental agency in Somalia that she found herself in the hardest desert of her life, literally. She was abducted at gunpoint and held for ransom by Somali pirates for 93 days. After being terrorized, starved, and forced to live outdoors in deplorable conditions by dozens of armed Somali pirates, Jessica's health suddenly deteriorated. So on January 25th, 2012, President Obama gave the order to send the elite Navy SEAL Group SEAL Team Six into the night and rescue Jessica. Since that time, Jessica has written a New York Times bestselling book about her ordeal, become a sought-after inspirational speaker, and is the co-creator and co-host of the top 1% ranking podcast worldwide, we should talk about that. She also created the publishing imprint Soul Speak Press, where she supports fellow female authors to write about their journeys out of their own deserts. And the first publication from Soul Speak Press is the beginning of the Deserts to Mountaintops anthology series our collective journey to reclaiming our voice. Jessica, welcome, and thank you so much
1: for talking with me today. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. This is such an honor and a privilege.
0: So I want to start with this 11th anniversary of your rescue coinciding with the publication of this first anthology first fruit of the soul speak press tree. And I know that it was intentional for you to do that. But can you just kind of talk me through why that was the case and, and when you decided to do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, 11 years feels like a really long time. <laughs> I, I think there's a little part of me, you know, the self-sabotage part that's like, 11 years, like, can you even use that as, like, some sort of touchstone anniversary or whatever? But then I look back and I think about 11 years, whatever, time is so arbitrary anyway, right? And the title, Deserts to Mountaintops, is metaphorical, but, man, it is literal for me. And I think that it really demonstrates how long these healing journeys take, you know, this is, this is a lifetime. Like people will ask me like, how long did it take you to get over all of this? And I'm like, I'll never get over this. Like being kidnapped, being held hostage, the rescue, having to rebuild my life. Like this is never going to be something that I it's, it's grief. It's trauma. It's all, all of, all of the things. Right. And I have reached a summit in my journey And I think that that is what the 11-year anniversary is about of, you know, putting my flag on this summit, on this particular mountaintop. It it is victorious, and it does feel like an accomplishment, um, because it is an accomplishment, because I stuck around. There were many mornings when I didn't want to get out of bed because it hurt too much, and it felt like too much to carry around.
0: I feel the need to be protective of you as far as the, you know, minimizing of, oh, 11 years. I mean, it, will you ever stop celebrating the birth of your child? Mm. Will you ever stop celebrating your anniversary? Will you Mm -hmm. stop celebrating your birthday? Hello. You love your birthday. Yeah, I do. I love my birthday. (laughs) So no, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's, it's not. Or when you think about like, you know, we're big on not wanting to trauma compare, like would you Mm -hmm. ever expect someone who has lost a spouse or lost a child Mm -hmm. to feel like, well, it's been 11 years. I shouldn't, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't remember that date anymore. So Mm -hmm. the short answer is no, it's not too late. And then the more metaphorical question is everything that you just said.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for helping me reframe that.
0: So I love in the foreword of the book when you describe the knowing that the world didn't need another memoir of yours, having the good fortune to have been in your life at the same time as you were struggling with trying to figure out what you wanted the next book to be. I just want you to walk me through that aha moment. How much did ego want to hold on to the memoir? And how did you know that you wanted it to be so much more inclusive
1: and include so many more voices? That's a really good question. I feel like one of my, we were talking before we got started recording about like our gifts. I think one of my gifts is helping people feel important and valid. And I don't know if it's partly because of uh, the podcasts like WeStop that you and I have built together. I think part of it is my own experiences with exclusion and the pain of that. It is a fundamental core value for me to create a space where particularly women feel like they belong and they are accepted and that their voice matters. And so I think that it just all culminated. Like, I mean, I know exactly where I was sitting when this thought came to me. It was where I I spend most mornings in my chair, journaling, and I just had this knowing that this was my next work. The power in being in a collaboration with other women who really are seeking and striving to support and to heal with their stories heal themselves heal each other and heal whoever is going to read these things is like a drug like i'm addicted to it i can't get enough of it there the feeling and and yes I'm leading this project but it doesn't feel like ego because I'm screwing up all the time and they accept me with grace and forgiveness and they're screwing up and I'm I'm practicing the same things and and we're learning about ourselves and we're learning each other and we're promoting each other and we're promoting ourselves and we're cheering each other along and it just feels like the most amazing classroom to be in that's safe and sacred and holy and who wouldn't want that does that make sense yes
0: yes it absolutely makes sense i think that it's through the collection the collective that i see the impact of this book Reaching more people than a Jess Buchanan memoir. Mm-hmm. And that was hard for me to admit as one of your biggest cheerleaders. That in order to actually achieve the purpose, it needed to be less about you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... The collection of the stories has so much power in the fact that it can relate to literally anyone who picks it up. Mm -hmm. If they they take the time with each of these authors' stories, they will find a mirror of themselves somewhere Mm -hmm. in this book. Mm-hmm. And I know having sat beside you through the last three years, your story and your experience can be like a one-way mirror. Mm-hmm. People want to know it and are drawn to it and are impacted by it, but I don't think that they connect necessarily mm-hmm. as easily as this anthology of stories allows mm-hmm. people to do because there there's the whole trauma comparison that people can put mm-hmm. themselves through or wow you know i wouldn't survive a kidnapping so you know why why is my struggle mean anything and mm-hmm. it's the power of all of the different ways that our voices are silenced Mm -hmm. that to quote your the title of your chapter the great abandonment that we abandon ourselves Mm -hmm. that it it's so inclusive Mm.
1: Mm. thank you thank you for saying that you know thank you for saying that because that is why i'm here that's why i survived you know, if I don't do one more thing with my life and I hopefully don't get hit by a bus tomorrow, but if I do, I want it to be said of me that there was always room at my table for anybody who wanted to come in and sit down with me. And that's that this book is a table. In yeah. That sense, Yeah. A farmhouse table. A big one. A really, really big one. And I just want to bring... More and more people into it, not because they need to listen to what I have to say, but we all need to feel like we matter and we belong.
0: As you imagined this book coming together, once you realized that you wanted it to be a collection as opposed to a single story, you said that there are six truths that you come back to every single day. We're given our voices for a reason. Our desires were placed in us so they could be fulfilled. Our truths are worthy of being expressed. Our lives have sacred meaning regardless of where we have been or where we're going. Our voices matter, full stop. And we are not alone. So if that bus happens tomorrow, do you feel like
1: you have led with those truths today? I feel like I've really tried. And, you know, you and I have had many conversations about intention versus impact on so many different sides of that table and that what that means. But I would say that, you know, I'm a work in progress, and, but my intention is to show up in my life and in my work keeping those truths as my focus and and, and at the forefront. And I'm sure I get knocked off kilter more times than I'm willing to reflect on or admit, but overall, those are my core beliefs. Um, and I think I've part of my healing journey, part of, you know, getting to the mountaintop is, Understanding myself well enough to know that those are my core beliefs and that it provides clarity, which then illuminated the path, if you will, if we're going to stick with all these metaphors. We do love a metaphor. I do love a metaphor. You know, they're just so beautiful for this project, you know, because it, it, I would not say that it has been easy because it certainly has not been easy, but it has flowed with ease. Mm. All right. Well, that leads me
0: to my next question, which is what through the process of getting this anthology out and into the world, what have you found the most challenging and what and or what has surprised you about the process of getting this collection of works out to the public,
1: I would say the most challenging has just been in the logistics. I don't think it's any secret that, like, I'm not great with details. You know, I'm a visionary. I like the big picture and I like doing the creative work. But trying to make sure all the eyes are dotted and the t's are crossed—quite literally—when you're creating a manuscript of 22 different people's voices is it's like a herculean effort i've learned so much this first go around that we have taken thanks to my team you know lauren who's amazing and we have a few more people that we are going to be employing on the next anthology um to help us we've taken meticulous notes on what we've done wrong (laughs) and what we'll do differently the next time around um So, you know, it it feels a little bit it's fortunately I'm a class. I have experience in the classroom, right? I'm a teacher by profession. And so it feels a little bit like that sometimes, right? Like you've got this classroom of students um, that you're trying to collect work from and you're trying to teach and you're mentoring and you're coaching. And it's it's a lot of expending and expending of your energy. Um, I think the surprising part is that the collaborative, positive spirit that has come and the bond that has come about for the entire group? While I would like always hope that that would be a byproduct, you've got 22 women essentially involved who've all got like some sort of traumatic experience that they're writing about. Um, it could go sideways real fast. And the caring, supportive, it's like been this little cocoon and it's all online. Like the women are from all over the country, even up in Canada. And, um, it's all been, you know, over WhatsApp and supporting each other over social media. And I just, you know, unless I've missed something or people, you know, I don't think so. Like the energy is so generous. And that has been so inspiring to be a part of that.
0: And it has to be surprising because through the work that you and I do, we spend a lot of time focusing on our cultural need to tear each other down Mm -hmm. as women Mm -hmm. and the scarcity mindset versus the growth mindset that if one woman succeeds, then it's less likely all succeed. And it sounds like this process Has been very different.
1: Yeah. And I guess, I guess it's surprising in the sense that, like, that's what I kind of set out to prove was that we don't have to operate from scarcity when we're working together as women. And maybe part of me didn't actually know if that was true. And the fact that it is, and that it just all feels very abundant, has proved my hypothesis that actually this can work. And I think that. Yeah, like that, to me, we've already won. We've we've gotten, uh, whether we sell 10 copies or 1,000 copies or 10,000 copies, you know, sure, I hope it hits bestseller lists all over the place. But if we don't, I feel like we've already accomplished what we've set out to do. So the first in the series is Reclaiming Our Voice.
0: What is coming up in the future for this anthology, and future anthologies or other works from Soul Speak Press.
1: So Soul Speak Press is an imprint of Merrick Publishing, and we have, let's see, four, five books coming out in 2023. The anthology, volume one, Deserts to Mountaintops, Our Collective Journey to Reclaiming Our Voice, which is coming out January 25th. Then we have a book coming out in May. Title's not completely locked down yet. Then we have another memoir manifesto coming out in September and then another one in October. And then the second uh, volume of Deserts to Mountaintops were slated for publishing in November of 2023. That's Our Collective Journey to Reclaiming Our Bodies. So we're currently taking submissions for any woman or an individual who identifies as a woman um, who has had a journey (laughs) that they'd like to write about with their body and how they have reclaimed their health or their autonomy, their body image, whatever. However, it's very loosely interpreted. So whatever that means. Um, And then we'll... Our third volume will be um May 2024 and time for Mother's Day and that is um The Pilgrimage of Motherhood.
0: Do you envision that you will stay on the cover and open each of these anthologies?
1: Yes. This is my heart. It is my dream. It is my vision and you know, my brand essentially that I'm building and so I plan to always be the lead author and continue. Hopefully the universe will keep giving me ideas on my anthologies to create. But I believe that these stories have healing power. And so I just want them to get into as many hands as possible. Talk to me a little bit about the
0: other product that Soul Speak is committed to the memoir manifesto. What exactly is that?
1: So memoir manifestos, they can be as short as 60 pages to 250. Um, We only work with women at Soul Speak uh, Press because we're very committed to lifting up women, getting them, um, established in the thought leader space and getting them on stages and paid to speak if that's something that they want to do. Um, and so the memoir manifesto, you know structure is their books, their stories that have been written by women who have been through something. Now they know something and now they want to teach us something. So they need to have those three components. They differ from just a, like a typical memoir because there is that teaching component to it. We strive to heal and teach and educate with uh, the stories that come out of Soul Speak Press. Now, how do people find out
0: or submit, or what are the ways to keep track of what's happening with Soul Speak Press and when you roll out more volumes of the
1: anthology? So, we do have a website, deserts to mountaintops.com, and so you can find out all the information about the anthologies. You can submit um, an application on the website. And if you have questions about Soul Speak Press or writing your own memoir manifesto, you can just reach out to me via my website, Buchanan.com, or I'm on Instagram all the time because it's literally my favorite online space. So I'm at Jessica CB Cannon and we do have a soul speak press um, handle as well, but just reach out to me and I'll totally connect with you and let's have a chat.
0: And how are you rolling out the anthology? What are you most excited about as far as the, the press for it?
1: I mean, well, obviously, obviously this, clearly. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. Like all of that's still in the works. We'll have lots of interviews coming out. So if you're on uh, follow me on the gram or any of the other authors, then you'll be seeing that we do have a launch party that is sadly not open to the public, but it is a private celebration where most of the anthology authors are, we're all congregating and getting together and um, celebrating the fact that we've survived (laughs) Um, and invite, have invited a few of our closest friends to come and join us. And I I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's crazy because my first book, Impossible Odds, came out 10 years ago. And it's a smaller wave, but it still is a wave, right? And that's the cool thing about books is that they're in print forever, for good or for bad, right? Um, but people will find them and they'll be moved by the stories and, and they'll um, wanna connect and, and it's, it's a lifetime, it's a legacy. And I think that it's really such an honor and a privilege to get to be a part of something like that.
0: Well, I, for one, am abundantly grateful to you for the time that you have given me today and all of us to be able to kind of understand and see what this anthology means to you and how it came to be. I am very hopeful that it is going to get into the hands it is supposed to get into. That is my hope for you. So thank, thank you. you, Jess, for letting me be the
1: interviewer alone today. Thank you, Jess. Thank you for all of it. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you, to be honest. It all started with WeStat.
0: Deserts to Mountaintops Behind the Chapter is a production of WeStat Media in collaboration with the publisher of the anthology Soul Speak Press. Editing and audio support is provided by Mixtape Studios, and I'm Jessica Kidwell, your host. To find out more about this podcast or the anthology series, please visit www.deserts2mountaintops.com.